Don't let what happened to Yahoo happen to you. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. This is episode 89. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. Jason Jennings, great to be with you. Uh, Dale, great to be back with you again. So uh, we're we're di- diving into our topic today. It has been the topic of conversation now uh, in the business world. But what's going on with Yahoo? And and I look forward to hearing your insight on this one because you've been taking you've been you've been doing some studying on this one. Uh, yeah, I, I, I certainly have. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, one of the things that amazes me is never has a company uh, of such insignificant revenue uh, and insignificant value garnered so much attention in the press. And it's kind of like uh, driving by a train wreck. I mean, you, you don't want to watch and you don't want to see, but you can't help but look. And I think the reason it's gotten so much attention, I mean, you got to remember, Verizon is buying uh, this company for about $4.8 billion, which in business terms is, is almost nothing. And I, I think the reason for the fascination is it's a company that at one time was worth $120 billion, its market capitalization. So imagine it's selling. I mean, it, it's like BlackBerry all over again, this once huge mega giant worth $120 Twenty billion dollars selling for less than five billion dollars, and so uh, Yahoo has been for a long, long time uh, an absolute train wreck. And I just happen to believe, and in, in having studied it, spent a lot of time studying it, um, that there are some lessons that everybody can learn for their business, regardless of the size of of their business. There, there, there's some good lessons to be learned. Well, let's dive in. Lesson number one. Okay. All right. Well, let's 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 go back a little bit. Um, you know, when the company was founded in a dorm room at Stanford by Jerry Yang and uh, David Filo, uh, it was the uh, it was the portal to the uh, to the internet, and uh, it was a way of people gaining access to the internet and gaining access to organized information. And within a few years, uh, it had, had grown their ability to manage it. So uh, they began bringing in a series of, of CEOs. So first came uh, Tim Kugel, uh, who I knew. Tim Kugel was hired when Yahoo only had six or seven people there. And he was hired to be the adult, providing the supervision in the room. Yeah, he, he brought no uh, vision. He brought no purpose at all. He, he was there as a disciplinarian. Well, that didn't work out. Um, and so then they brought in Terry Simmel. As I recall, he was uh, – uh, an entertainment executive with Warner Brothers, I believe. And, and so he said, um, let's make Yahoo a media company. Well, uh, that didn't work. So then uh, Yang came back in as the CEO. And uh, uh, while he was there, uh, Microsoft tried to buy the company for $45 billion. Uh, but uh, they said, no, the price was not enough. Think about that. And, uh, and he, and when asked the question, uh, what, what does Yahoo do? Uh, what are you all about? Uh, here's this co-founder who had come back to be CEO. Uh, he's quoted as saying, um, he, he couldn't exactly tell you what the company was or what the company did, but his answer was, um, uh, what, what do we do is we're relevant. 
Well, his tenure didn't last long. Then they brought in a superstar, uh, Carol Martz from Autodesk, and she said, no, we're going to make it a media company again. She was the most foul-mouthed, berating woman who has ever walked the face of the earth. She just talked gutter trash 24 hours a day, and, and she was eventually let go uh, because of her gutter talk. And then, I mean, grasping, uh, they bring in Marissa Meyer, a CEO rock star, and uh, they asked her, what are you going to do with the company? And uh, she couldn't really answer either. About all she could say is, uh, we're going to try to be central in, uh, in people's lives. And uh, by the way, Marissa Meyer uh, will pocket uh, during her several-year tenure about $200 million, uh, although she presided over one quarter after another quarter of the company diminishing in size and losing money. So going back over the sad, sordid story of, of, of Yahoo, I think there are basically five lessons uh, to grab onto. Uh, number one. Uh, in my book, The Reinventors, uh, in my book, The High Speed Company, I talk about forget, forget vision statements and mission statements. Uh, every company has to have a purpose. They've got to be able to explain uh, what they do. Yahoo at no point in time, so number one, they didn't know who they were or what they did. They never figured it out, and uh, they allowed a whole succession of CEOs to come in, and none of those CEOs ever answered it either. So, so the company was without purpose from day one. That's one of the bad things that happens when the cash starts to flow right away and, and is flowing in large amounts. Uh, and, and you're able to say, well, we don't need a purpose. We don't need a mission. Uh, we don't need any of those things because this thing is just a damn cash cow and let's write it out. So that's number one. They didn't know who they were or what they did. Never figured that out. Number two, there were no set of guiding principles. Uh, which I talk about uh, in my book, uh, The High-Speed Company. Every organization has to have a set of guiding principles by which decisions are made. Uh, otherwise, every decision, it's like reinventing the wheel over and over and over again. And we've talked about this. This has been the subject of a uh, couple of previous podcasts. So there were no guiding principles for making decisions. So if Marissa Meyer wanted to go out and buy 50 or 60 or 70 different companies and, and, and try to bring them inside, even though she had no idea what the company was going to be, other than trying to be central in people's lives. So no guiding principles. Number three, uh, and I, I think this is a prisonable offense. Uh, Yahoo was used like a personal piggy bank uh, for a whole score of executives. The number of executives who ran through Yahoo from chief financial officers, chief information officers, chief operating officers, CEOs, pocketing 50 million, 25 million, 75 million, 100 million. It's a very, very, very long list. They were miserable stewards of, of financial resources. And number four, um, they were actually trying to be all things to all people. And uh, um, great companies stick to their knitting. You can't be all things to all people. And then number five, the other thing they did is they were constantly uh, uh, trying to copy the competition. 
And you put those five things together. They didn't know who they were or what they did. There was no set of guiding principles. They used it like a personal piggy bank, and they tried to be all things to all people, and they copied every single thing that everybody else uh, did. Back in uh, 2006, about 10 years ago, uh, there was an executive I've got a lot of time for at Yahoo. Um, his name was Brad Garlinghouse, and, uh, and he wrote something called the Peanut Butter Memo. And uh, the peanut butter memo addressed to everybody in the company was, uh, we're spreading it too thin. We're not focused on anything. And he concluded in his peanut butter memo, if you're, every, if you're trying to be everything to everybody, you are nothing. And so as a result of it, uh, it was an arrogant bunch of people. And, of course, the scourge of market leadership is arrogance. And in the process, they could have bought Google for about a billion dollars. They could have bought Facebook for about a billion dollars. Didn't happen. And they totally missed search. They missed social media. And they missed mobile. And what you've got something that is a complete irrelevance. And so I think those are the lessons uh, for any size business. The overarching theme as you go through those really is what I hear you saying, culture. And a fish well, rots from the yeah, head down. Uh, thanks for asking that. Uh, what, what I talk about in my teaching, in fact, I was just talking about this a week ago in a presentation I was doing, is uh, every company – and this is something I don't think we've ever landed on before. We've talked about culture before, but I don't think I've ever shared this, this observation or this line with you. Every company has a culture. Every company has a culture. It is one of two. It is either the culture that the founders and the leaders want the company to have, work relentlessly day in, day out to nurture and love and move this all-encompassing culture through the entire organization. It's 50% of a leader's time is building and maintaining and moving along the culture. So you've either got that culture or in the absence of that culture – uh, you do have another culture. Uh, one exists by default. And the culture that exists by default is everybody out for themselves. And if you take a look at all the multi-million dollar checks that people walked away from from Yahoo without having contributed anything, that's what it was. It was a culture of everybody watching out for themselves. There was never a culture at Yahoo. Hmm. Now, the question that, that keeps running through my mind, what has... Verizon done? <laughs> why, you know, why? If, have you heard that Verizon has a very clear purpose in mind and can see exactly what the end game for Yahoo is? Did Verizon make a good were, decision? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. First of all, I would say this. I mean, such a ridiculously low sale price. I mean, they're walking with the entire company and the buildings with the exception of the uh, Yahoo stake in uh, Yahoo Japan and uh, Yahoo stake in Alibaba, both of which were $1 billion investments, which paid off uh, famously. But they're getting the whole, the whole shooting match for less than $5 billion. If you take a look at what $5 billion represents uh, to Verizon, I mean, it's really chump change. So uh, they may have a strategic plan. Uh, last year, they picked up AOL. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what the synergies are. I, I don't know what anybody else is seeing or experiencing. Uh, Yahoo does get a lot of page views um, uh, every month, but people are not spending that much time with it. So I, I maybe there's somebody who's a, a lot brighter than I am with a lot more vision and foresight who knows how you cobble together 
AOL and Yahoo, uh, both of which were picked up for for great prices uh, into a Verizon offering. I, 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 I quite, I, I, I don't know what it is. We get to sit back and and watch, and uh, and it will be a, a topic for a future podcast. It will be so. A quick review, if I might. Please. Number one, uh, I think the takeaways from watching this train wreck called Yahoo are know what your purpose is. Know what business you're in. What is your reason for existence? What are you trying to do? Number two, have a set of guiding principles by which you can quickly make sound business decisions. Number three, no matter how well the company might be doing at a moment, be a good steward of resources. Don't use the enterprise like a personal piggy bank. Number four, don't try to be all things to all people because when you try to be all things to all people, you're nothing to, uh, you're nothing to anybody. And number five, you know, don't feel you have to copy every single thing the competition does. Decide what you're going to do and then do it better than anyone else. Hmm. Great lessons to keep in mind to keep your company from going down the same road. So thank you for that. Hey, we invite you, the listener, to rate us in iTunes. We would love, uh, hopefully we've earned a five-star rating from you while you are there. If you would write a review, just a few sentences about what this podcast means to you, we would be most grateful for that. While you're there, if you have not done so already, subscribe. And and the reason why we ask, uh, this information, this great content being made available on a weekly basis, and uh, the more people who listen, the more hands that it gets into, the more we're able to help those highly principled people be the best they possibly can, which is the sole purpose of this podcast is what Jason's all about. And so we would ask that you go in, rate it, subscribe to it, leave a review. It's a big help in spreading the message and making the information available to more and more people every day. Any closing words for us, Jason? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I would urge everyone, uh, if you haven't read the books, The Reinventors, I mean, we, we don't spend a lot of time uh, selling my books uh, on this podcast, but, but if you haven't read uh, The Reinventors or if you haven't read The High Speed Company, uh, buy a copy or download it and really get into it. I can't begin to tell you how many emails I receive every single week uh, from people who say, uh, look, this has been a game changer. This has been a lifesaver for me. I've got the, and so many people send me pictures of their dog-eared copies of books with notes written in the margins. Uh, so uh, buy or download the Reinventors or the High Speed Company. It, it's 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 the equivalent of an MBA plus. I promise. Great. Thank you so much. All right. That does it for this edition of The Game Changers. Jason, you have yourself a great week, and we will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.